Welcome back to the Casual Heresy Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Michael. We've got a great topic today. We're going to talk about the Saints. Yeehaw! Alright, I'll open us up in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, be present during this podcast and during every moment of our lives. We find peace in knowing that you are Lord Jesus. May we find gratitude in everything. We thank you for this time that we have together and time that our audience puts in. And we thank you for every single one of our audience members. We pray for them in whatever they most need, Lord, as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Cool. Thank you, sir. Of course. So how's your week been? It's been well. You know, it's starting to... Other than school, I, I have once, this is my last semester, so I don't really want to be there. But I mean, two philosophy classes make it somewhat interesting. Um, and running consistently, so that's good. Exercising. That's good, that's good, yeah. yeah. Um, how has your week been, Michael? <laughs> Even though I know already, but like the audience doesn't. Well, I have COVID. Or at least I did, but I'm still stuck in quarantine until this Friday night. So we're doing this digitally in case anybody's wondering. Yeah, I'm just hanging out with Michael. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a trial run. We we're gonna give this a shot, see how it works. But it's also good because let's let's be honest, realistic about life, Spencer and me are probably not gonna live in the same city for the rest of our lives so yeah that undisclosed uh area in wisconsin that we now know i guess somehow (laughs) maybe maybe unless it's utah Eh, we're not mormons but mormon podcast this whole time and none of you knew it yeah (laughs) undercover sound like christians but got him no. <laughs> so Spencer, what is your favorite saint? Who? Not what? Who? Yeah, who? Who is your favorite saint? That's such a like how can okay, you decide? How about this? Give me a top five. How can I decide? <laughs> oh my. Like I could just name five apostles and be good with it. Really? You're going to pick Judas? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Jude? Thaddeus? Jude. Jude. Okay, that is a... He is a cool son. Yeah. I like him. 
I have some blessed oil over there on my bookcase. That's St. Jude oil. I need that because I'm That's awesome. an impossible case. Well, some saints that I, you know, that I like are, you know, just a few. Not many I like, you know. Mm. Few, few and far like between. No. <laughs> it's not like there's thousands of them. And they're all incredibly epic. Nah. <laughs> um, like Venerable Fulton Sheen. Um, it was just from like just before us. So he's within modern day, and what he has to say is brilliant. Um, and I wish you would ask me this question beforehand so I could have thought it through a little bit. <laughs> uh, St. Paul, the Apostle, my confirmation saint, dude's baller. Um, what do I have to say? Like, dude is like the author of the Bible. Yeah, basically. Like he's the, he's foundations the, of. Yeah, he's the largest, probably, right? Like, Except for Moses. Oh, yeah. New Testament. Yeah, largest New Testament by page number, yes. Gotta be. And who who doesn't like Padre Pio? Yeah. He's pretty modern, too, like 19th century. Like yep. 19th century to the 20th century, I'm taking that. Yep. Whenever I think of him, I think of, like, the 19th century, but... He was actually more in the, in the 20th century. He got to the mid-20th. I think he was like still alive in, what? He died in the 60s? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And the dude did stuff that, like... It happens in a weird way in church history. It happens all the time, right? But in another sense, it only happens, like, once in a generation. Yeah. Like, we're talking about St. Dominic and... St. Francis of Assisi level mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, dude's nickname is Superman. Like, he could bilocate, he could read souls. Stigmata. Yeah, like... Yeah. He's... He's the Lord's man. You know? Mm -hmm. Joan of Arc's pretty B.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. I don't think of her very often, but that's very yeah. true. I mean, she what, led France to victory. No big deal. Right. <laughs> um, little flower girl. Guys, like pretty modern too. Which is yep. crazy to think about. Who thinks about that? Like just reading her book. She's smarter. She was smarter when she was 40 or, or she was more spiritually aware and intelligent at the age of four than I am now is what I feel like from reading the book. Mm -hmm. No, she's like, um, when she starts talking about her understanding of the Eucharist as like a three-year-old. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like how's that like they're saints that's like, they weren't, they weren't like a, they were like a pushover when they were three-year-old. They liked going to church, but they didn't have, like, a deep, Thomistic understanding of 
the presence in the Eucharist. Like, yeah. Well, how many did I just name off? Uh, Therese, Four. Padre Pio, Holden Sheen, Joan of Arc, Joan of Arc, and Paul. Oh, oh, that's five. That's, that's five. Dang. I could keep naming off some, but you know, we, we can, can keep we can keep going. But like, I think I, I have a. You have like a a wall behind you of. I have a book. It's mysteries, marvels, miracles, and the lives of the saints. I should read that. <laughs> you should read that. I thought you were gonna say you had read it. No. <laughs> but I I did see some stuff today about the saints. Just something real quick, and then we I'll ask you your top five saints. But something real quick. Saint Francis of Assisi tamed a wolf after this wolf was killing people in this town or whatever Francis of Assisi went there faced the wolf did the sign of the cross and just like I don't know said something and somehow like Christ connected with the wolf to like be tamed and the wolf never killed anybody again because Francis Assisi was like like said what he like retired from the wolf like just to live a like dog life basically in the town and the town people will feed you the wolf was going to eat him until he did the sign of the cross and prayed whatever he prayed it's just so bizarre couldn't he, like, talk to animals, too? Like, I know that's kind of I mean, like that, but, like... It sure sounded like he's talking to the wolf when I was reading about it. So, probably. <laughs> like, I, like, I've heard he could just, like, casually, like, chat with animals. I want that spiritual gift. Right? <laughs> like, some of them are cool, but that's, like... That's next level. That is next level. <laughs> Come on, Padre Pio. Why couldn't you talk to animals? <laughs> Maybe I could speak to vehicles and, like, technology and it can just heal itself. So you just, you know, you just, like, poke your car and say, be free of any brake damage or any tire wear or anything like that. All be fixed in the name of Spencer Muffler. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you have the faith but of a mustard seed, you can heal transmission failure, I guess. it's The actual quote is like, you could make the mountains like leap, right? So why couldn't you like fix a broken transmission? Because the mountains have been there a little longer and it's more <laughs> of a the mountains are more of a natural like god made thing and a car is uh god made through man thing i suppose what if it's a man-made mountain like a big pile of dirt then we just call it garbage hill we go sledding. <laughs> that's that's all man-made mountains are. It's just filled with garbage. Let's be honest. Garbage, trash. You point at the mountain, you say, 
You're trash, kid. But it is after trash. It falls down in shame, not out of faith. At least, it, at least you would be better if you were recycling. Come on. But Michael, now I point the finger back to you. Your top five Please. saints in this moment. Because obviously what I said is literally in this moment. Yeah. You can't choose five, okay. let's be honest. No. Yeah, you're right. I was at okay. five before I even thought I was at five. My... My... Right now, I'd have to say my number one is Thomas Aquinas. I can't believe I didn't even choose a church father. <laughs> so, just the amount of he contributed to the intellectual base of the church, for one thing. But then, there's a story about him that I remember that when he used to like spend so much time thinking and philosophizing and that kind of stuff... Mm-hmm. that it literally used to give him a headache and he would just go into the chapel and hold the tabernacle and rest his head against it and I was just like dude <laughs> that like I wish I could do that but there's a there's a level where when you're that close to a tabernacle you feel unnerved and that's kind of normal you know but like for me I would be I would be too unnerved by the presence of God to just give it a bear hug and rest my head against it. Yeah. But I just think that's such a cool story. Um and then I'd have to say St. Michael just cuz he's been my my patron for a long time, obviously. But mm-hmm. just the spiritual warfare element One moment. I'm going to close my window. It's making too much noise on here. Okay. I'm only at two, right? Yep. St. Michael and St. Thomas Aquinas. Mm. St. Joseph. Terror of demons. Terror of demons, right? See, I was thinking about St. Our Lady. That's like... But it's like a given. I was... Right? <laughs> like top five... With the bonus of Our Lady is number one out of all the saints. Holy family. You just... By default, yeah. But like St. Joseph, I did the consecration to St. Joseph last year. And ever since then, it's kind of been... He's had a special, more special place in my heart than he used to. Because mm-hmm. he's the, he's like the forgotten one. Yeah, yes, right. <laughs> so underrated. Um, And then I'm going to have to say Blessed... Bartolo Longo, mm. because um, yeah. he <laughs> he was he was Catholic. It, he, he was Catholic grew up in a very devout Catholic family. Yeah, and then like he went to school and became a Satanist, and then he became a Satanist priest. Yeah, and then he converted to Catholicism, became a Catholic priest. And the just the turnaround in that story. Remarkable. Yeah. Beyond remarkable. Gotta love it. Yeah. Alice is main it, then. I mean Right. <laughs> people like him and like Chesterton, it's like 
you come from like the opposite side and you just come like full force. Like, yep. Satanism and then Catholicism. Atheist, Catholic. Yep. And it should tell you something. Ah. So what are you at? Three or four? I'm at four. And I'm going to have to go with kind of a cop-out. But he's someone I pray to a lot. And that would be St. Anthony of Padua. <laughs> but I don't just pray for him for lost things. I pray for him, pray to him when I am um, forgetful. Mm-hmm. Like I've lost ideas. Lost thought, yeah. Like I'm tasting, lost thought. I'm taking a test and I'm like, oh shoot. I can't remember what the gross domestic product of Tanzania is. St. Anthony helped me find this lost memory. And it worked. He, he helps. <laughs> yeah, he does. You know, <laughs> he's like... So, yeah. That would be my top five. As of right now, in this moment. Right? It can change within, like, half a second. I just have an appreciation for... I mean, obviously every saint, but there's like more. I love all of the saints throughout history that I've learned about, and I'm sure there's not one that I would hate. <laughs> it's, like, how could you, it's like hating God is what you But uh, not only the saints God, but they're part of the body of Christ. This is true. Um, but like. Yeah. Like, modern saints just because it's one thing to hear about you know the apostles those saints mm-hmm. but sometimes it's hard to conceptualize that like they were like humans the same way we are right now yeah so to have modern saints like Pio you know Fulton Sheen, like they're not canonized saints, saints yet, but they're like, or I mean, P.O. is obviously, but like, Venerable Fulton Sheen, Blessed Carlo, Servant of God, Uh, Dorothy Day, like there's... uh, Solanus Casey, Stanley Rother, those guys. John Miller, or James Miller, James Miller. He's Wisconsin too. That reminds me of that, um, that Mother Angelica quote, always gets me. We're all called to be great saints. Don't miss the opportunity. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of, like, her, dude, in our lifetime, yeah, her, like, I hope. I mean, yeah. I think it's been it's been five years, right? It's 2016. Like that. that was wild. She died on Easter Sunday. I was like, bro. Resurrection. Right? All right, what I have in front of me is a book that goes through the entire year of the saints. And in this book are the saints that I feel bad for. (laughs) And I feel bad for them because their feast days are on days that always, always get overshadowed. For reference, today is Feast Day of Padre Pio. St. Padre Pio. That's good. Pray for us. Oh, St. Padre Pio. <laughs> <Pray for us. laughs>
So, like, here's an example. New Year's Eve is the feast day of three people. St. Sylvester I, St. John Francis Regis, and St. Catherine Labore. All of them. Who star these three people? <laughs> so, that's just one of them. Obviously, New Year's Day is the solemnity of Mary, the Mother of God, so it's kind of something for Catholic circles. Is there anything that their feast days always get forgotten because it's on New Year's Eve? Because if you're going to go to Mass on New Year's Eve, it's going to be for the feast of Mary, the Mother of God, the next day. So you're not thinking, come on, Mary, why'd you have to do that to us? Right? There's another, there's a few others. Um, there's a, I think there's somebody who has their feast day on Christmas. All right, I just grabbed the, these two books. So I grabbed these two books. The one that I said before, The Mystery, Marvels, Miracles, and the Lives of the Saints, and Dictionary of the Saints. Nice. But think of, a, think of an American holiday that, like the 4th of July, right? Yep. In this country, if this country, if you go to Mass on the 4th of July, we're celebrating the 4th of July. It's something you're allowed to do, I think, in the Bishop's Conference. Hmm. But according to this book... Fourth of July is the feast of Saint Elizabeth of Portugal. That's the bigger name, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the feast of Saint Ulrich, who I've never heard of, but he was the Bishop of Augsburg in in eight ninety. So, hmm. or what's the other one? The, great, the greatness of St. Maria Goretti. <laughs> Remember? The 12-year-old girl who was brutally stabbed while protecting her virginity. Yep. Canonized in 1950 by Pope Pius XII. And her mom, her mother had the joy of witnessing um, her being canonized. Dang. That's, that's cool. That's like, yeah. you're sitting there while the universal church recognizes that your daughter is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Being proclaimed the model of purity. And her four siblings attended to. That's just crazy. That's wild. I hope all of them are in heaven now. Yeah, they're probably not alive. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. This poor guy, not only does his feast day probably almost always get overlooked, but he has his work cut out for him. Saint Wolfgang. If you had to guess when this poor guy's feast day is, what would you guess? Halloween. October 31st. No way. That is 100% correct. <laughs> Like, I'm too good. It's like, <laughs> don't, I, like, we should be asking this guy to pray for us, right? Constantly. Like, Saint, is he the only Wolfgang guy out there? Is he a pope? Yeah, I think he's the only Saint Wolfgang. No, he was a, like a German bishop in the Middle Ages. Hmm. Dang. 
But yeah, St. Wolfgang. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. You know who else probably gets overlooked? St. Nicholas. Oh, dude. Yep. Like, St. Nicholas. St. Valentine. Yeah. St. Patrick. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's just a Those holiday. Guys. Um, Do you know what the word holiday means? You gotta split it in half and change the I into a Y. Mm-hmm. And then it literally says, Holy, Holy Day. day. <laughs> so yes, it is a holiday. But almost every day for Catholics is a holiday. But to be honest, I don't see how Halloween is a holiday. Oh, it's not. The opposite of a holiday. Yeah. What would that be called? A Death Day? Death Day? Sacrilege Day? Secular day. Uh, day to go to confession and beg that the second coming happens fast. Oh. <laughs> what? Um, don't know how to pronounce her name. Saint Germain? Saint Germain, yeah. Germain Pibrox? Um, I don't know. Well, I hope I'm not butchering it too bad, but um, her sheep were known to have remained quietly by the staff she struck into the ground while she attended Holy Mass. Wolves in the area never troubled them. Dang. Hey, that's boss. I should be sharing a lot of this stuff on Life Cheers, not gonna lie. Yes, you should. St. Anthony holds up the Blessed Sacrament for a hungry donkey to adore, an answer to a heretic who denied the real presence. The animal genuflected in adoration, ignoring the, the preferred food. The heretic was converted. I've heard that one before. Like, they starved that donkey for like three days. Like, yeah, they brought it a bale of hay, and St. Anthony brought the Eucharist. And the donkey, instead of going straight for the hay, after having been starved for three days, went and genuflected in front of the Eucharist. <laughs> what? What? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah, dude. When was St. Anthony around? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I want to say... Middle Ages? Like the 1200s, yeah. 1100s, something like that, but I don't know. Dude, those were some popping times. Like St. Peter Damien... He was one that was, like, fighting against all the crap that happened in the Middle Ages. St. John Chrysostom? Oh, he's awesome, too. Is he a church father, right? Mm, yeah, I think so. I think he is. He's kind of, he's, isn't he counter-reformation? Who's counter-reformation? John of the Cross, maybe? I don't remember. I know Teresa of Avila yeah, is counter-reformation, mm -hmm. but there's a, she had a counterpart. Maybe it's John of the Cross. I, I want to know this now. <laughs> Time to do some Googling. You going to Google it or do you want me to? I might just look him up in this book. John Christum. John Capistrano. John Bosco. John of the Cross, December 14th. 
Born in Old Castile, Spain in 1542. Yep. Met St. Teresa of Avila. Yeah, East Counter-Reformation. Sweet. What would you say to people who say that we are worshipping the saints? What would I say to them? Yeah. Apologetics time. I would say, what's the definition of worship? Like, what does worship mean? We have to figure that out first. Got to get some definitions clarified here. Because they already think that we worship Mary. So we'd have to clarify what worship is. Right, and the def- difference between worship and veneration. Like, veneration is just high honor. Yep. And it... Anti-Catholics don't seem to get that. Anti-Catholics as in every other denomination, basically. I'm sure they... Except for the Orthodox. The Orthodox get that. I'm sure... uh, Yeah, I'm just mainly talking about the Reformation. Yeah, the Reformation, yeah. Because there's no way they haven't heard uh, about Catholicism. Because that's where the person that I would say they borderline worship or put as the Lord is John Calvin or Martin Luther because, I mean, Martin Luther came from Catholicism. But they take his, mm-hmm. his ideas instead of Christ's ideas. So who is the Lord, from my perspective, seeing them do that? Would it not be Luther? Because Jesus was either a liar or a lunatic or Lord. And he's Lord. Okay, Martin Luther. Liar, lunatic, or Lord. They don't call him a liar and they don't call him a lunatic. Yep. Which we would probably consider him under a little bit of both. Definitely yeah. a liar. And I would say he's partially unfortunately like lunatic it's like sad it's not like a I yep. got him yeah. like, <laughs> or it's not like a creepy crazy it's just and that's part of the sad thing other sad thing is it's like oh look at this guy he was so groundbreaking he went against the church and I'm like from the catholic perspective we have a whole laundry list of priests who tried to go against the church Mm-hmm. do their own thing. It's not a noble thing. It's not something to be proud of. It's sad. We've had plenty of popes that are just yeah. horrible. <laughs> it doesn't make them something to be proud of because they went against the norms of the time. Like, Because right? what does G.K. Chesterton, Chesterton say? Um, each generation is converted by the people who fought against it most or something like that? Yep. Something like that. I don't know the exact quote, but... The other thing you have to think about to yourself about the saints is if you believe in the gospel, you believe that the dead are not really dead. Mm-hmm. So if the dead aren't really dead, that means you can just talk to them. Right? I don't They're understand. Alive. They ignore... Jesus 
encountering Moses and Elijah, or what we think to be Moses and Elijah. Yeah, right, exactly. And who, John and Peter were there witnessing that? Yep. You can't tell me that Jesus isn't... We don't conjure up the dead. We don't try to get information. That would be bad. Yeah, because they're not dead. Yeah, they're alive. They're alive. alive. But we're not trying to conjure up the the dead and get information. That is demonic. Having having pictures of the saints on my wall is no different than having that three by five foot oil painting of you I have on my wall. Right. And looking at it and thinking to myself, hey, I should call Spencer. I'm giving you a call. And then looking at my saint cards and saying, oh, I should pray to the saints. Ask them for advice and for help. Mm-hmm. That, there's There's literally no difference there. Like Christ is in heaven, the saints are in heaven. Like each saint, just like every person on earth, is made in the image and likeness of God and have different aspects. They have their own specialties. So that's what makes them so great. That's what makes that's how we have dignity, like from the Lord. We're so uniquely made in the image and likeness of God, while at the same time, we are all similar enough to like live in the same style per se, or similar like body, like, cause we're all humans. Am I just rambling or does this? No, this makes sense, yeah. Okay. Well, obviously we know about Padre Pio, um, transverberation transpiration or piercing of the heart was delivered to Padre Pio by a heavenly being while he was in the confessional. A physical wound was visible as a result. St. Teresa of Avila is pierced by an arrow of divine love. Huh? Is it like a hole in her heart or something? I can't tell from looking at the picture. A wound of divine love. This sounds... I don't know how to describe it, like how it makes me feel. It's very, it's insane. There it seems like that. Jesus, Jesus desires to do that to all of us. Like through the blessed sacrament, he desires all of us to be pierced. Just with his love always willing yeah just not all of us are always willing to say yes to that mm-hmm. exchange of hearts saint catherine of siena asks the heavenly father to take her heart and take her heart and will from her our lord appeared to her holding a human heart and said dearest daughter as i took your heart away now you see I'm giving you mine. Also, some next level stuff. Like, yeah. this is so awesome. Like, I often think about it, like, without witnesses to the faith, without saints, like, faith would be so hard. Yeah, for me at least, I I always get motivation. From the saints, whenever, you know, a temptation of doubt may come 
around. It just like doesn't affect me at all anymore. Like it used to affect me a lot. There's there's no doubt. No doubt in my mind and my heart. Nowhere to be seen because of how real this is. St. Francis de Sales um, heart is incorrupt. I know there's a lot of saints whose heart is incorrupt. I think John Vianney's heart is incorrupt. Huh. And then there was a cloth that absorbed his blood in 1948, more than 300 years after the saint's death. This book is just full of goodies, and I haven't opened it yet until now. <laughs> What's the book called? Mysteries, Marvels, Miracles, and the Lives of the Saints by Joan Carol Cruz. Mm. Dude, St. Joseph of Cupertino was also a wild one. He would just start levitating in the name of Jesus. Remember? Have you heard about that? Dude, we've been doing this right. for almost 50 minutes, and it doesn't even <laughs> seem like it's been 15. Right? To be continued. To be continued. Saints are great. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time together to discuss the lives of your saints. We ask you, through their intercession, that we may all one day join them, that we all may be great saints. We ask this as we pray, St. Paul. Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. St. Joan of Arc. Pray for us. St. Michael. Pray for us. Blessed Bartolo Longo. Pray for us. St. Padre Pio. Pray for us. Venerable Fulton Sheen. Pray for us. St. Wolfgang. Pray for us. All you holy men and women. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Don't forget to send us emails and go follow Life Cheers on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And YouTube. And YouTube. And YouTube. All right. From uh, all of us here at Casual Heresy, God bless you. Peace.